Okay, hey guys, day number four. This is Thursday, hopefully for you. So for some of you, it might be Monday, but wherever you picked up this series, we are coming from the series Change. And we are talking today from the title, So in Tears. So in Tears. And I want to read Psalm 126, 5 through 6, a very familiar passage for many of us. For some of us, you're going to get excited when you hear this. They that sow in tears, God's been churning this in my heart for the last probably month, just sow in tears because I've, you know, I've had a couple of tears. I've had a little pain last couple of months in some different areas. And he's put this in my heart. And I want to share with you. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Doubtless. It's going to happen. I like to encourage myself by not saying just saying one day, but any day, <laughs> any day now. I think they had a song like that back in the day. Any day now, any day now, any day now. So any day now. And I want to give us an example that God gave me as I was doing exercise. God will talk to you in various ways. He's not restricted by what method he got to talk to you through a billboard. There was a case in the Bible where God talked to a man and saved that man's life by talking him through a donkey. <laughs> so you can reject the mouthpiece that's speaking on God's behalf if you want to. But I'm telling you, God will speak in various ways with various methods and he will speak to you, not just to your pastor, not just to your priest. God will speak to you. So I'm doing it. I'm about to do this plank, which is an exercise that I absolutely hate. <laughs> List your top 10 exercises that you hate to do. Uh, doing planks will probably be number one. So as I go to do this exercise, normally I have my phone with me and I use the phone because I use it to count down the uh, minute or two minutes that I'm going to do the plank for, that I have to be in that position for. So I can't find my phone and God prompts me to count myself. I'm like, count and endure this pain at the same time? Really? Okay, okay, Father. I'll, I'll, maybe it's something you want to show me. So I found it hard but not impossible to count for myself, not out loud, but in my heart and stay focused even while I was experiencing pain. And God taught me that even though you experience this pain, son, I want you to stay focused. I want you to keep sowing. And I'm not necessarily talking about money in this instance. I want you to keep praying. I want you to keep seeking my face. I want you to keep working on that book. I want you to keep working on that podcast because we have a temp tendency and a temptation when we get hit to stay down. It's okay and it's natural and I'm not here to tell you, sit, sit before you as if I'm Superman. I get hit, I fall, I sit down for a little bit, but I get back up. And you're going to get hit and I'm going to get hit and some of you have gotten hit and you're still down and God said, get up, get up and keep sowing, get up and get back to sowing. It's okay to get hit, but it's not okay to stay down. So we're going to learn. We're trying to learn to keep someone in spite of our present pain. And so what we need to do is we want to keep working towards the accomplishment of that assignment, that dream, that goal. We want to keep working towards having that relationship that in our heart we desire to have with God. It does not happen by osmosis. It takes work. The father knocks me off my feet again uh, this week. I want to ask you, do you have the discipline to walk with me? Because it takes discipline and denial to walk with God. There's going to be some things you have to deny yourself of and some things you have to discipline. There's going to be a sacrifice that you have to make. 
in order to get some things going, understand with business or whether it's your dream or whatever your assignment or even fulfill God's will for your life, there is going to have to be a sacrifice. And what I've come to learn, we talked about what have you learned? What I've learned is there is no other way than the way. There is a way that certain things have to be done and they're not going to be done any other way. I've tried to have my cake and eat it too. And I want to tell you, it doesn't work. I've tried to sit down and watch TV all day and still fulfill my calling and my dream. And I'm here to tell you, it don't work. I've tried to do things without the um, cooperation of my wife. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't work. We are one. We have to be in agreement. Can two walk together lest they be agreed? And can your body get to a certain destination if one leg is walking one way and the other leg is walking the other way? The answer is no. <laughs> okay, let me answer that question for you. So James 5 through 7, Amplified Classic Bible. I love it. It gets a little bit of wordy, but I love some of the scriptures coming from the Amplified Classic. So be patient, brethren, as you wait. Be patient as you wait, which means that I can be waiting, but not patient. There's two separate and distinct things. I can wait and then I can wait well. We talked about that a little bit earlier this week. You want to wait well. My son and I went to the bank the other day and I went in there to take care of a couple of things. I had no idea it would take so long. And I just want to give us an example of what it means to wait well. And so I finally get done and I come back to the car and I see my son in the car with his iPad and he's studying his notes because he has a test coming up um, in a couple of days. And what I noticed is he didn't come, though I took a long time, longer than expected. He didn't come with an attitude. You know how teenagers can get. They can get a little moody. <laughs> and I thought when I was when I was when he was growing up, I thought, no, not my son. But I come to find out that all teenagers are almost the same. <laughs> They all go through this stage where they hit their teenage years and they change, they morph into this different creature that you have not met, <laughs> but that's in your house. Anyways, so he didn't come to, into the bank as I was in there a long time with an attitude, huffing and puffing. Dad, what's taking you so long? Dad, I've been waiting in this hot car. He wasn't sitting in the car goofing off and playing. And that's okay if he was sitting in there, you know, having a good time looking at some music. I wouldn't have said nothing. I just didn't want to come back into the car and have to deal with a funk. A funky attitude. But when I got to the car, I was pleased. And at least I think that's what he's doing. Now, he might have just put his study notes on when I, you know, kids, <laughs> he might have just put his study notes on when I got into the car. Maybe he was looking at basketball or something. I don't know. But I was impressed by the fact that he was sitting there studying. He was waiting well. He was doing something productive while he was waiting on his father to come. <laughs> yeah. He was doing something productive while he was waiting on his father to come. So why are you waiting on God to do that? Why you're waiting on God to take you to why you're waiting on God to deliver you from this? Do something productive. God said, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, be productive. That's not a question. That's not a suggestion. That is a command. God, I command you be productive because I have put in you everything you need to be productive. Now be productive. So let's finish up this scripture. So be patient, brethren, as you wait till the coming of the Lord. See the farmer or observe the farmer. Take notes from the farmer. How he waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. See how he keeps up his patient visual over it until he receives the early and latter rain. So keep sowing righteousness. And that means to keep doing what's right by the grace of God. Keep sowing righteousness. 
Keep walking in love in spite of the unlovely. Remember, you are called to inherit or reap or return on a blessing, not a curse. So when they curse you, that's why the Bible says when they curse you, bless them because you're called to receive a blessing. When they curse you, bless them because you're called to receive a blessing. I'm not going to curse you like you curse me because I don't want a curse to come back upon me. Understand that's scripture. So I pray if you read the Gospels, you understand that Jesus said, bless them that curse you. And he said, matter of fact, matter of fact he said, bless and curse not. Because you're not called to reap the harvest of cursing. You're not called to reap a harvest of gossip. You want to walk around talking, but best believe in multiply form, you're going to experience people talking about you. You're not called to have somebody cheat on you, so don't cheat on somebody else. And that's not just in relationships. That's what, that's cheating with your time, cheating on your employer. And we're cheating on our employer if we all day we sit in our office and we look at our, our cell phones and we are on social media when we're supposed to be doing the work we're getting paid for. <laughs> so... You don't want that, don't sow that. It's real simple. I don't want this, so I'm not going to sow that. The hits of the enemy, as we close up, the hits of the enemy are designed to do three things. They are designed to get you to stop. They are designed to cause you to settle. And they are designed to cause you to go back. And I don't really too much worry about that last part anymore. Because I've developed over the years a fear of going back, having watched people go back and never come back. I've watched people go back to what God brought them out of and never get back to where God was taking them. They, it becomes, it's almost like what they went back to gain strength and it grips them. And it says, look, I got you now. I let you go. I ain't letting you go this time. And it takes a whole bunch more prayer and a whole bunch more fasting and a whole bunch more intercession from the intercessors and from the inter chief intercessor, Jesus, to get you free that second time. Because you decided to go back into something that God brought you. I'm too scared to go back because there's no guarantee if I go back that I'll make it back. I don't know about you, but maybe that's all you needed to hear this morning was don't go back. Because there's no guarantee that if you go back, that you'll get back. So if we're going to come to our senses, number one, we got to trust the author and finisher of the principle. God is guardian over the principle, the principle of sowing and reaping. Trust the author of that principle. I, you, can, you can trust God. Number two, believe. Possible to him who believes, impossible to the one who does not believe. The Bible says all things are possible for him who believe, believes in God, has a relationship with God. All things are possible. But it's not possible for you if you don't believe. Though it can be a reality, it won't be a reality that you'll get to experience. Why? Because you do not believe. I'm always taken back in scripture when God will, will say, X, Y, Z. Oh, but this is not happening for you because you didn't believe. <laughs> Matter of fact, Thomas, you don't have the type of blessing in your life that these other guys have blessing on their lives because you needed to see it before you believed it. You said, Lord, I will not believe. I exercise the power of my will. I refuse to believe unless I see the nail print in your hand and not just see it. I need to put my hand in the nail print. And Bible says that Thomas there's a level of blessing that's going to happen to these other guys. And I, don't, I can't even describe it. There's something that happens when we believe before we see. There's a germination that takes place when we believe before we see. That's what he was referring to. You won't have that in your life because you had to see it before you believed it. And it's too late then. That's why we got to praise him in advance. Number three, pray. Very simple, but very hard to discipline ourselves to do sometimes. 
You're not going to make it through the stages of reaping and sowing if you refuse to pray. And I know there are plenty of people that don't know the Lord who make it through that, that stage of sowing and reaping. But listen, you don't just have natural opposition because you're not just trying to achieve something naturally. You have spiritual opposition because you're trying to bear spiritual fruit. So you come up against spiritual opposition from the enemy. That's why it's very important that we spend time praying. The place of prayer is that place where we are infused with the necessary power to complete the actions for the day. That place of prayer, it is the place where we're infused with power to complete the necessary actions for the day. We're going to close up with a cell phone illustration that I love to use and I'm going to use again. You're going to hear this multiple times if you ever if you listen to me. I love to use the illustration of the cell phone. And I don't plug my cell phone in at night before I go to bed because I don't want to overcharge it and ruin the cells in the battery. What I do is when I wake up and I get ready to pray, I plug my phone into the charger. Why? Because when I leave, I want to have the power to make to complete the actions that I want to complete on that phone. When I go to make a phone call, I don't want the call to drop because I didn't have enough power. When I go to send an email, or I need to respond to a text. I want to have the power to make that action. And that's what prayer does when we're in that season of change and when we're in that season of, of, of sowing in tears. Prayer gives us the power to keep going. Prayer gives us the power to stop looking at just where we're at, but to continue to see where we're going. To see what will be, not what is right now, but to see what will be. Hey, that's all we have for today. That's it. Like Bugs Bunny said, that's all, folks. Have a great rest of the week. I will talk to you on tomorrow. Hey guys, this podcast was recorded by Tone Crafters at the Safe House Studio located in Houston, Texas. Be sure to visit their website at www.tonecrafters.com. Also guys, I'm going to ask you to share this video, like the video, leave us some comments on how we can get better, but definitely share this with as many people as you can that need to hear these videos. Again, I'm excited about what God is doing. I pray that it's ministering to you. Uh, Have a great week. We will talk tomorrow. Until then, remember, it's your time, so don't waste time.